Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 23 of uh, Baki Taki. This one's the real attack. Every other week's been a fake episode building up to this one. This was a great episode. I, I sort of forgot how many fun things happen in this one, uh, which is great coming off last week's uh, clip show, basically. Um, but to help me dissect this episode, we have a new guest, my friend, Wilf. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hello, everybody. Yes. All thousands of you. Oh, yes, yes. Let's, yes. It, it's definitely in the three digits, definitely in the four digits. Um, oh, hopefully, yeah. You know what's funny? Actually, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check in real time right now. Last time I checked, the podcast had 999 downloads. That's pretty so, good on Spotify. Across platforms, but, you know. Hey, um, not bad. Yeah. And it is now no, nope, but still nine nine nine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> next next week we'll check it. <laughs> That's a pretty big number, honestly. It's one of the um, biggest I know. Yeah, it's up there with four thousand and uh, a million. Anyhoot. Uh, so, Wolf, uh, before we jump into the show, I have two questions that I always ask my new guests, just so the audience right. gets a chance to know you. Uh, so, first off, other than Baki, uh, what shows are you currently watching? I'm currently catching up on all the Marvel stuff that I've missed. Basically what happened was I watched Parasite in December 2019 and then COVID happened and I did not go into a movie theater until the Batman came out. So that was like two years of Marvel that I missed. Um, so recently I, I watched Loki. I watched Hawkeye. That was really good. Apart from that, I haven't really been watching any TV and I'm very behind on it. I want to start watching... Uh, the rehearsal that seems like a lot of fun oh the rehearsal is really good i also like loki i thought i, I wasn't a huge fan of hawkeye um mostly because you I know just... hawkeye was the one where i was like oh crap falcon and winter soldier introduced like a major character i'm gonna have to watch hawkeye uh, i feel like most people kind of begrudgingly picked it up but i really enjoyed it it was my favorite the, my, my problem with it is like everything on paper is good it's just like begrudging is the word i would use to describe jeremy renner like he just seems like such a curmudgeon and he's like he's just i thought I he was really good oh. this is the first christmas we've had together in years i love you guys i'm making up for some lost time we will, we'll I think see. it works with the character, though. I mean, he's just trying to see his family. He's like, I don't even take these mafia guys seriously. You know, I'm like, I might die. I, I don't know. I thought he was yeah. really great. I don't, don't, don't worry about that time I, I killed people for like five years. I just want to see my family. Um, yeah, that's true. Well, he did what he had to do. That's what he said. I think. Did he? Did he have to do? I don't know. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> he was mad his family died. Cut him some slack. Oh man. Anyway, um, question number two. Before watching this episode, what did you know about Baki? I know that you like it, and you said it was really violent, and I think I kind of forgot about that. And then, and then it opened with like <laughs> he was like throwing <laughs> teeth at him. It was really weird. Um, I was I was gonna bring that up because I think I think you probably have the best opening shot of just a man being assaulted with dust and teeth. What, what did you think when the episode started? I mean, first of all, there was that crazy title sequence where they had, I mean, what is that? Like metal plus like punk rock plus like synth pop just kind of assaulting you from every angle. Yeah. And then 
and then just like a, a muscular hunk doing his doing his thing. That's it, it seems like they tested out like a 3D model or whatever the character, and they were like, "All right, let's just put that in." Um, so that was that was a lot to to handle. Yeah. And then, yeah, the guy seems to be pulling teeth out of the ground and hitting the guy with it. We don't even know his name. <laughs> um, and the Russian guy, I know he's meant to be Russian because he calls him Ruski, which is. I felt like people stopped saying that, like with our parents' generation. It felt and it then, felt pretty derogatory whenever he called. It him really Ruski. does. So face me like a man, huh? What do you mean, Ruski? <laughs> and then I only know from the credits that his name is Sikorsky. They don't say there's like one name revealed in this entire episode. Basically, I was as in the dark by the end as I was from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Back to your question. Yeah, the beginning was it was pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, just in case you need help with the names, yeah, Sikorsky's the Russian and Gaia is the guy throwing uh, uh, teeth at him. Is, is that you're... just like a Naruto reference? Because like, Gaara's meant to be the sand guy, right? And this guy's a sand guy? Oh man, I wonder which came first. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have no idea. How, how old is this anime? I, I, I mean, literally the first time I heard about it was this... when you told me about it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do the super quick history. Uh, this anime is from 2018, but the manga it's based on is closer to, like, the year 2000. Um, and uh, Baki is the sixth longest running manga of all time. It's very long. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I keep meaning to, like, confirm this, because I, I feel like it's got smaller chapters or something, but there's more volumes of Baki than One Piece. Um, so Smaller chapters. That's a bad excuse. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but that's, um, yeah, so it, it, it's been going on for a while. I, I think Gaia is just his own thing, because even though in this episode he seems to be entirely sand-based, his real thing is that he's an environment-based fighter. Like he's he, a sand-based superhero, yeah. Yeah, he, he, to be fair, he did basically turn into Sandman during this fight. He <laughs> did, yeah. So, also, just for context, if you're wondering where he got the teeth from, um, apparently they were just in the sand. Uh, there's a Was lot this of like teeth. a burial like a graveyard that they're fighting in there's it, like an arena with people yeah it's it's where people fight and it gets pretty intense and they get their teeth knocked out and it stays in the oh. sand yeah so at the end of the last episode it ended with um gaia throwing some sand at sikorsky uh, and this episode begins with that um sikorsky has still found no adequate defense against it but mm. so- soon after we find that that was actually just a warm-up um, and Gaia has another trick up his sleeves. Can, can you walk me through what his uh, his main trick this episode was? Yeah, I took notes on this one. Okay, so it seems like he is able to use sand as a camouflage. Hold on, before I answer, are these people meant to be superheroes? Is this meant to be like like a Tarantino style like heightened reality, or are these literally like superheroes? No, these are just regular dudes. They're regular <laughs> dudes who are really dudes. good at martial arts. <laughs> Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, so he's using his special, like, sand jiu-jitsu or whatever uh, to become invisible. Hi there. <gasps> it's camouflage. He rubbed sand all over his body to hide. He disappeared again. He's like the invisible man. I did theorize on this, so you know how, like, mirror mirror is like glass, right? <laughs> and glass is sand, so I guess he kind of made, like, an invisibility cloak for himself. I'm assuming that's, like, explanation i guess that can make sense maybe like he is working out so hard that he's the heat of his body has melted the sand into glass which makes him invisible in the sand yeah why not i, I think that makes yeah, sense so that happened 
All right, so we were talking about uh, sand and the uh, the combat applications of sand. It's everywhere. It's coarse. And it's irritating. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate sand. But yeah, so what I enjoyed is after he coated himself in sand. Did you notice how like every attack was like the just. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, the meanest type of attacks. Like, he would kick him in the shins, kick him in the balls, poke him in oh, the eyes. like, all ball shots. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, punches in the face. Yeah. I think he grabbed his nose at one point. Like, I got your nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. I, that, it really makes you feel for Sikorsky at the end. Is he meant to be, like, a bad guy? Oh my god. Um, yes, Sikorsky is a death row inmate who um, broke out of jail and came to Japan to taste defeat. Oh, that's... Is he trying to, like, repent for his sins or something? No, gosh, no. Oh my god. The first thing he did when he got here is he just threw dumbbells at a guy's face and then peed on him. Um, oh. And then he kidnaps Baki's girlfriend. Like, he's he's a monster. Uh, okay, so are we? Is this meant to be like? Are we rooting for Gaia? Because I, I thought he was an asshole. Oh, I certainly was. I was cheering for Gaia. <laughs> I hate Sikorsky. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> but it, I do agree. It, it's tough not to feel bad for him in this scenario. I don't. I don't think you could be treated worse than Sikorsky was here. <laughs> Honestly, and the thing was, I was expecting there to be like character arc, maybe Sikorsky. You know learns to fight back he like uses his other senses that have been heightened because his eyes aren't working but now he just kind of like submits and then and then the moral of the story is like yeah you really suck and then it, the pain comes worse when you wait for it it's like oh my god <laughs> the moral of the that story opposite is you, of the character arc. The, the moral of the story is he should have gave up earlier like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucked up i i found it crazy that like yeah so guy just wails on him continuously and at a certain point like Sikorsky he, at first he's trying to guard against it and then he just goes in the fetal position in another five seconds he's going to bound me again four seconds three seconds this is it here it comes here it and then yeah. but he but he didn't give up like he just stayed in the fetal position for like 20 punches before going all right i'm done like what what is surrendering if not going into the fetal position oh totally yeah i mean i guess it's a like it's like your fight or flight but then there's nowhere to run so i guess you just kind of curl up it, it was pretty messed up I, I didn't like that if i'm being honest yeah but we're we're, we're getting a, a little i guess we're not getting ahead of ourselves we're just going all over the place yes I, I i wanted to touch on gaia's like psychology thing because i think that was the whole moral <laughs> of the fight uh, okay the I, i'm better than you no 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 that that's that's the i guess that's the secondary moral but the the idea that when you want something the anticipation can go by quickly and enjoyably but when you're worried about something the anticipation is bad. When you await the arrival of something happy, the time you have until it arrives is nothing short of pure bliss. But when it's terror that's on its way, the time you spend waiting for it to arrive, it is pure hell. I mean, I'm not even sure if I've ever been in a situation where I've been like, dreading something bad that's gonna happen to me. Never in your life? 
well, I don't know. What kind of situations? Like, I, I thought I'd get laid off from my job when the pandemic happened, and I did happen. But, you know, apart from that, I don't know. Have you ever have you ever been in Sikorsky's shoes? Well, I was, I was at the post office and uh, the other day, and the guy came up to me and said, in 10 seconds, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to kick her in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, like minor things, you know, like I, I'm not a fan of getting a shot, you know. Um, yeah, so okay, I, I, fair enough. Mo- it was it honestly the the pandemic made me read up on it because i'd always read um the fact you know like if you ever get oxygen in your veins that you'll just die i I always worried that somebody would um forget to put the the serum in and just accidentally insert a bunch of oxygen and just kill me immediately Um, they do they load syringes up with pure oxygen before they do the shot no this is the thing like (laughs) i was looking it up to be like how often does this happen and it was like it doesn't You know, you never know. Maybe if they used it all up and then pulled it back and then used it again and reused the syringe on me for some reason. But True, true, true. Yeah, but that's, again, not the most applicable situation for his moral. So, so yeah, I don't know. I wasn't really able to relate with the character. I thought he was kind of an asshole. But that's what I get for, uh, for jumping into this, you know, 23 episodes in. But you know what the best part is about Guy as a character? So 22 episodes in, he was introduced, and I believe this is like... <laughs> this is the second episode I saw? <laughs> All you missed That's of nice. Gaia is he came in and said, I specialize in environmental warfare, pulled out a gun to say, I don't need this, and then started throwing sand at oh. Sikorsky. That's, that's all the context you missed on Gaia. Wow. Um, but yeah, like, Gaia... So the thing about Baki is this 2018 anime is like following um, an anime from like the year 2000, basically. So Gaia had a bigger part in that anime, but, uh, to people who just watch the show cause it's on Netflix, like me, Gaia just shows up in episode 22 and he more or less leaves the show, uh, after this fight. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is wild. Yeah. <laughs> he might come back next season. I'm, I'm sort of hoping for that. Is there going to be another season? Of course. Of course. There is, like right this is so this is the end of the death row con the death row inmate saga and then the two see the two next seasons that are out is um the the great chinese raitai tournament and baki goes to prison um and then the season that's going to come out i think around may i saw is going to be they revive uh, a caveman and all of the martial artists have to fight him Um, oh god yeah i do remember you uh, teasing that when I saw you last time. I, I, I has a lot of crazy things, but I find that that's the easiest shorthand to sort of describe what the show's like. Yeah. I, Sorry, and can I ask a question? Yeah. Does Baki appear in this episode? I'm not even sure there's a character named Baki. Yes, Baki does. He's that guy who's kicking stuff in the opening. He, he's in the in the opening. Oh, that doesn't count. He's in the opening. Is he in the episode? No, no, no. <laughs> Baki hasn't cool. been in like the last three episodes. <laughs> oh my god, is this like a normal anime thing where you just kind of play fast and loose with you know characters and important things like that? Uh, no. I most most shows that have a titular character like use them a lot. Um, right, you'd think. 
yeah i think it's just that baki's one of those shows like it's it's been going on for a while and i feel like the author just sort of got more interested in it's like the simpsons you know like over time you get more interested in the rest of the characters of springfield because you've already done what you wanted to do with the main character Um, yeah the universe is just so well developed and you know characters appear for an episode yeah i well yeah at the end of it sikorsky after being kicked in the shins kicked in the balls poked in the eye um and just completely humiliated um finally gives up stop you win you win just stop hitting me please (laughs) and yeah so would, would you believe that sikorsky like flew to japan to be defeated because it doesn't look like he was enjoying himself. Okay, so was the point that he was he was trying to lose eventually? According to him, he came to Japan to taste defeat. That's I all. I think he was talking about someone's feet. I, don't, I think he just likes to fight. <laughs> it was a translation error. He's got that thick Russian accent. Oh my I've god, don't even get me started on the accent. And he sounded like, like the Count from Sesame Street. It was awful. Well, you know what's funny? So I, I, I had Samita on the podcast a while back, and her, mm. one of her comments, because Sikorsky was in it, and she just said, um, I don't even think he's Russian. I think he's just <laughs> fake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, worst Russian accent I've ever heard, but if there wasn't an attempt, can you even call it a bad Russian accent? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to miss like, Sikorsky. Also, Sorry? Oh, I'm just saying I'm going to miss Sikorsky. He, he has a good voice for radio. Why are you hiding? Come out and face me like a man, you coward! If you hadn't guessed, he got kicked in the balls again. He, he really does. I, I like the, the actor's voice, it's just but the accent. And I, and I just finished watching Black Widow like not too long ago, and Rachel Weisz in that one was awful. Oh, was this that... is by far way worse. Was that the mom? Yeah. 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 I just say her name Vice like a German. What a nerve. Yeah, it's Rachel Weiss. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Weiss. Okay. We speak English here. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one half of the episode. But the fun thing about this one is there's an equally wild second half to this episode. Well, and also like a third, like a B plot as well that I'm sure we're going to get into. Is there? Because I would... Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Wait, wait, who Guy do you want to talk finds, about? like, an illusory cave or something? Okay, yeah, let's talk about Goki <laughs> Shibakawa first. <laughs> so the thing is, this the that plot ties into the other plot because he's walking to to try and fight the, the, the guy who was smoking in the park. <laughs> That's who he's walking towards. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never... What's that guy? I In my notes, he's the Green Goblin character because his voice very much sounds like Willem Dafoe's The Green Goblin. Okay, wait. Let's let's define all of the names for a second. Oh, God. I, I'm not sure who... Okay. So the, so the man who has illusions that he has to walk through is yeah. Shibukawa. Shibukawa. Okay. Yeah. Everyone remember that. The guy who is in the park that Shibukawa is walking towards is Ryuko Yanagi or Yanagi, Yanagi the I did get that name. Okay. The man who stumbles on into uh Yanagi in the park is Matobe. Yeah. Okay. Gramps. And then the guy at the end of the episode, I don't want to spoil it. We'll get there when we get there. Ooh, okay. Okay. So you get his name, yeah. There is some history between Shibukawa and Yanagi. Um they they know they go way back. 
And so it appears that Shibukawa has given a letter to Yanagi saying, meet me in the park. Why, why they're meeting in a children's park. I don't know. <laughs> there, there was one line where the old guy was like, two warriors alone in a park at night. What could be better? Or something like that. I'm like, they're, this is not okay what's going on here. You could have chosen it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, even just like beside the park. Like, don't get into the middle of it. Um, yeah, like a McDonald's or something. Oh my God. There's, they, they, there were probably two guys already fighting in the McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> But yeah, so Shibukawa says, I'm going to challenge you to Yanagi. And so two things happen. Yanagi is chilling in the park, but let's focus first on what happens to Shibukawa, because he's trying to walk to the park to fight Yanagi. Um, And there's an obstacle in the way. Could could you describe the obstacle, Wolf? Oh, hold on. Okay, it's a gate. Um, And then we get like a flashback where he's like, inside this gate, it's the last time I lost in battle. It can't be. One of only two defeats I have ever suffered came the last time I encountered this gate. Then he just walks through it, so it's like, it's like an illusion. Yeah. So I guess there's magic in this universe? No, no. So when you get really good at martial arts, your body, in an effort to prevent you from losing, um, it, <laughs> okay. his, his brain conjured this gate as a way of saying, like, you will lose if you walk through this gate. It's it's just another form of martial arts, like and uh, being able to right, win a fight. Yeah. yeah. You should not approach an opponent you cannot beat. Even if you ignore this rule and make an attempt to do so, you will find yourself unable to reach one whose ability surpasses that of your own. So he okay, walks so through illusion created by his own mind. Ah, okay, and then so so I'll I'll go on and then he he finds like like a, a cave with a cliff but i assume that's just an illusion as well yep. we're going by but, ah okay starting to get this so and, he's like lured by the challenge and he but he he can't he can't turn away that kind of thing yeah it's it's you know it, it's your conscious is like i'm gonna win but his subconscious is like you will lose coming here is like crossing the ocean it's like falling it's off like the cliff. truman show where they keep trying to like get him to turn back but he's just he's like i oh gotta figure out what's out there it is a hundred percent like the truman <laughs> show <laughs> oh my god yeah and then literally one of the one of the things he has to pass is just an ocean of water that he has to walk through um oh, yeah. just just like truman um but yeah so shibukawa tried to get into this fight um but he was slowed down because his brain knew that he would lose to yanagi now this must mean that Yanagi is a great fighter. So um, I'm sure that mm-hmm. this fight between him and Matobe. Um, uh, by the way, you know how I said Gaia was introduced last episode. Uh, yeah. Matobe is introduced in this episode. Uh, Who no- has this show been about the last 22 <laughs> episodes? Well, Baki's in, been in a few episodes. Oh, um, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> there's the thing is, th- this season is about defeating five death row inmates. Um, Sikorsky and Yanagi are two of them, so a lot of the season's been about the other three. Did Yanagi just like break out of prison? Um, Yanagi was in a cannibal lector type of glass cage, or or like Magneto's cage from um, okay. X X two, um, and he put his hand on the wall and then used the vacuum uh, caused by his palm to break the glass. Um, oh yeah, and... Bruce Lee did that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one inch punch. 
And well, no, he didn't punch. He used the suction power of vacuum to pull, and uh, it was pulling, not pushing. Ah, right. And then he blew a guy's like brains a hand out. Part, right. Yes, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Also, I just want to clarify because any opportunity, I'll say this. He walked up to a guy, said, uh, asked him what the deadliest gas is, and then said this gas, and put his hands over his ears and blew the guy's brain out his other ear. Um, <laughs> with with what? His like his breath, his lungs. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, um, that's that's Yanagi. Um, in case you were feeling any sympathy for this guy, um, which I was, because he just the guy just comes comes into the park and beats the shit out of him. Yeah, want to want to walk us through. First of all, what were your impressions on Matobe? Because we don't know who that is. Um, and and how did things go? <laughs> Matobi, the guy, the Gramps character who comes in to fight you. Oh, you. right. Okay, yeah, yeah I've already got names uh, names confused. Also, I was talking about Shang-Chi because they have that big gate, and I was like, ah, we're, we're seeing parallels here. Um, oh. Matobe, yeah, old guy, he comes in. And who might you be, Gramps? I'm Izo Matobe. Word is you're a pretty good martial artist. Izo Motobe, practitioner of Motobe-style combat jujitsu. A loner who's well-versed in numerous melee weapons and on a quest for extreme combat. Editor Steve here, did you notice that the narrator and uh, the character pronounce Matobe's name differently? I'm Izo Matobe. Izo Motobe. Toby. 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 I was kind of rooting for him at first because I figured like, oh, he's old, he's going to be weak. What happens? Well, he cuts his hand off. That's kind of it. He just kind of beats the shit out of him, cuts his hand off. And then, and then that, whoa, we're, we're going to spoiler territory. Should yeah. we talk about the ending? Uh, well, just to, just to give a little bit more context on the fight, because Matobe, he first throws a samurai sword into Yanagi's leg. <laughs> yes, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. So Yanagi gets his leg just skewered with a, with a sword. Yeah. And then his hand chopped off, and there's something about poison as well. I didn't really know what was going on there. Yes, Don't listeners. Like that, I think. Unfortunately, Yanagi's poison hand that he got from dipping it in poison sand has now been cut off of his body. Is um, that like a like a weapon he was using, like like the the Spider Man, like I can shock you or something like that? Yeah, if he if he slapped you with the poison hand, you would be poisoned and die. Oh. Okay. The, the thing that I actually really liked about this fight, and it's so fun when this when I realized that the things in this show are intentional. So all season I've been complaining about Yanagi because most fighters on this show have a gimmick, right? Like, okay. I'm the fighter who uses the environment, like Gaia. Or Sikorsky, he didn't get a chance to show it, but he has very strong fingers. And even Matobe, Matobe is the weapons guy. He brings weapons to fights. Jiu-Jitsu is the martial art of the battlefield. It's not just about swords. I'm a master of many weapons! Yanagi has had five different gimmicks throughout the season. He has a vacuum hand. He has a poison hand. He has weapons that he swings around. He has uh, slaps that are so strong that he can rip your skin off. And I've been complaining all season that this guy just has too many gimmicks. And then Matobe said... Basically, you would be a better fighter if you just used your martial arts skills instead of relying all of, on all of this stupid stuff. I'm disappointed, Yanagi. You're a far more skilled martial artist than I am, but you're still outmatched. 
Why do you think you've fallen so far behind? Let me spell it out for you. You placed your faith in something other than your well-honed mind and body. And by doing so, you've seriously restricted your abilities. And yeah, yeah. I really, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the, the, like, something that I was complaining about was intentional. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, hey, this character isn't very good. And then the writers were like, make him better. They <laughs> <laughs> like, let's beat the shit out of him. Um, yeah, so before Matobe can finish him off um, with his sweet sword, uh, Yujiro Hanma shows up. That's Baki's yeah. dad. Um, Incredible Hulk. You might want to take a look behind you. Hmm? Hmm. Yujiro! Yeah. Is Baki's dad? Yeah, it's Baki's dad. Wow, he didn't look in a year a year past, I don't know, 40, 50. Yeah, I think that's about it. Get. Baki's pretty young. Like, he's in high school. Oh, God, it's one of those. Okay. <laughs> he's the world's strongest high schooler. As I believe he's <laughs> Is that his gimmick? Too. He's in high school? Eh, it's a little bit. Like he, he's 14. Well, he's, a, he's a little short, you know, so he relies a lot on his uh, technique. But yeah, so yeah, Yujiro... his dad is like a superhuman. Oh my god! Well, he's tall. His dad is the strongest man alive, and it is not oh. even close. In fact, he's called the strongest creature on, on Earth, and sometimes he fights elephants. Um, yeah. Okay. So is he a good guy? No, no, not at all. Ooh. The only, to be fair, you he hasn't done anything bad this sh in this entire series, really, like because he hasn't really done anything other than tell his son to have sex to get stronger um, oh come on he's in high school well that's yeah very, that's very hashtag problematic I think. Uh, yeah well honestly good way to describe him it's i'm actually <laughs> that's his gimme it's it's actually funny i'm trying to think of like because yujiro is a very bad uh, a bad guy but almost all of the stuff happened before this anime started and I'm thinking that, like, if you only watched this show, other than people's reaction to him, he doesn't really do that many bad things. Like, he's in, in a few episodes, he's going to start talking about how important the civil rights movement was to him. So, <laughs> really? yeah. Like, like, from 1960s America? Yes. Yeah. No, he, well, I don't want to spoil too much, but he does talk to Muhammad Ali. It's, wow. It's my hustle be Stan Rosa Parks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway um so yeah you it you know with, with no i i always approach this show the way netflix intended it which is just watching only the episodes available on netflix and in that respect yujiro unless i'm forgetting something is a is a perfectly fine dude editor steve i forgot that i'm pretty sure he hired sikorsky to kidnap kozue but at the same time, he didn't say anything when Baki showed up, and I, I don't know. It was very weird what he was trying to do there anyway. Yeah, no, he, he's he's the main antagonist of the show, I'd say. and um, He just shows up. Yeah, well, he heard that there was some strong guys around and wanted to show them who's the strongest. Oh, yeah, he's like, I, I, I smell hunk. Yeah. He was in the opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to go investigate. Oh, man. So what what does he do to show how strong he is? Oh, he like snaps a old man's sword in a bunch of pieces, and he does it with just Impressive. his thumb. 
Was it just his thumb? I think I missed that. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't try too hard. Yeah, snaps it in half, um, and then he turns to Yanagi. Yanagi is a pile of blood and bones at this point. Also, like, yeah, his hand cut off, hemorrhaging blood, which I found very off-putting. A lot of teeth on the ground, probably into the sand of the playground. Yeah, um, and uh, I think Yujiro said something like so you want to be defeated or something like that i forget what the line was i i also forget yeah and that's the end it of the episode like <laughs> i have very mixed feelings about yeah just the momentum of the episode and all that the thing the, this is what i always say with like the the act breaks in this show like it's a show that's meant to be binged like i i don't think I think that they adapt from the source material very like literally, which means that uh, episodes just end when they when they hit twenty two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a blast. Yeah, I you know what? I almost clicked on the next episode. Like I was simultaneously really disappointed, but also like, like I wanted to see more because because nothing happens in twenty minutes. Nothing happens, and it goes by in the span of like five minutes and i was like i've got to see what's next because we've had like three minutes worth of story stretched it over three storylines and that's the end of the episode and I, I i have zero context going in or out it was it was really frustrating and also like i'm super into this <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you're enjoying it that's actually my my, my question uh, after now that we've talked about the episode now that you've watched an episode of baki do you think that it was uh, or that it is a good show? I mean, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it though. <laughs> I can't call this a good show. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, that's, it, was, that's, it was very entertaining. Yeah. That's it's a common a common reprieve. I enjoyed watching it. It's not a good show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Nah. See, I mean it felt like a whole episode of filler, like I can't believe they got away with that. <laughs> no, that was a hundred percent plot focused beat down. Um, and uh, we, we learned a lot of things. We learned that when you're not looking forward to something, it can be really bad. Um, and we learned to, uh, not bring, um, scythes on rope to a sword fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, use your poison hand. You don't need, you don't need, you know, accoutrements or anything. Just go, Go without the weapons, yeah. Because Iron Iron Man and Batman, bad superheroes, right? Because they 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 rely too much on tech. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They should just poison their hands and then slap people with it. Yeah, yeah. I I do think Bucky is making a, a commentary on like today's uh, comic book culture and just like what we value in story. Um, really, just a slap in the face to Marvel. So I, I I do think it has balls for that. Yeah, and they did it all twenty years ago um six, six, six eight years before iron man came out they were saying this <laughs> yeah well thank you will for coming on the podcast this was a blast um absolutely uh, i do i also want to talk about the the credit sequences briefly as well if we have time for that yeah sure of course i mean zero context so for my my issue with the 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 the, the, the opening credits were i mean at the same time extremely boring and like complete sensory overload and then we get a character we've never seen before and will never see in this episode. So it was just a little confusing. But then at the end, we get like a rogues gallery of 
what I assume is every character in the show except for the ones that we saw in this episode. I didn't recognize anybody. So it's basically every character who doesn't matter. Like, literally, <laughs> it's all background characters and dudes who have one line. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's And then at the end, like, the Yeti pops out, and it's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, we, we're going to meet him for the first time in, like, three episodes. Um, oh, my God. I can't wait. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a... Yeah, it's, it's so funny. I always... See, I always zoom past the credits because, like... You know, it's uh, it's the one commonality that we discuss every episode. But I, oh, I, yeah. I, I always forget how each person is just like, is there a Yeti in the back of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we got like a nice, I don't know, J-pop singer, like like just really pretty female voice. Zero female characters, as I noticed. I don't think there's a single one. But uh, I don't think they employed any female voice actors in this. No, no. There's only there's only one female character in the show, and it's Baki's girlfriend. I will I, I will show you after this the the only scene of Baki that passes the Bechdel test because I, I was about to say yeah these writers have never heard of the Bechdel test and that's disappointing. You you won't you won't believe this this uh, 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 I'll, I'll show you in a second. Anyway, that's that's our episode, folks. That's all hold the on, Baki. Oh, are you gonna uh, are you gonna be editing this? <laughs> yeah, we'll be. Sorry, do you want to do, do you want to end this like right now? I do have a couple more things I've written down <laughs> that I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you lead you lead the way. I'm down. Sure, sure, sure. I really hope you edit all this out. Um, I'm not editing that. The, the the one thing that threw me off. Okay, so there's like an old guy in the arena when the fighting happens. Yeah, Tokugawa. Have we mentioned him before? On on the podcast, yes. Uh, in, this episode, in this episode, no, no. Okay, because like he had more lines than most of the characters, and it's like, ah, you see that? He lost. I'm like, who is this dude? <laughs> um, that just confused me. <laughs> that's the that's the guy who owns the fighting pit. Also, it's not clear, oh. but he also kidnaps Sikorsky to um to get him here to fight uh to fight a different dude. He actually he he brought him in. Each time I go one step back to explain what I'm saying, I realize, like, it's not... Like, I was about to say, like, he hired a guy to shove him into a phone booth, which they then put on the back of a truck and drove into the arena. And then that guy got bored of fighting him because he was so strong that he tagged in and then Gaia showed up and threw sand at him. But um, Mm. hopefully that helps clear it up. Totally. Uh, And then and the, the, the last thing was just... A story thing. So we have this brilliant exposition monologue stuff, especially with um, the the gentleman whose body is trying to create illusions to prevent it from losing. I can't remember his name, but he yeah, Shibukawa. Yeah, Shibukawa has like this this great voiceover thing. Then you hear you know his his inner monologue in a flashback, but then there's also a narrator. One of only two defeats I have ever suffered came the last time I encountered this gate. Back then, Shibukawa had been making his way to the tournament Maximus semifinals to face Jack Han. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like two different levels of exposition. I I just don't think that they thought about this at all. Was there like a narrator in the manga as well? Like an om- omniscient character? You know, I, I'm actually I'm actually a bit curious about that. So they've relied on the narrator a lot earlier in the show. But it was mostly to tell you things that you would have no idea about what's going on because the last episode of the anime aired 20 years ago. Like, I think a lot of narration is inserted for the anime and not actually from the source material, um, just to sort of, like, 
grease the wheels and keep things moving a little bit um mm. and, and so it does come off clunky a fair amount of the time yeah i don't know maybe i'm being too harsh i just i've, I've been in film school for two years so i've been thinking a lot about writing <laughs> i'm being a bit of a snob here oh no worries that's that's the joy of this show is coming at baki from a critical angle um because mm-hmm. like i i love this show but like you, you know you it's it's trying to understand why that's that's the fun part yeah it is very fun i I was a bit surprised i was like holy shit this doesn't seem like the kind of thing steve would be into based on my admittedly you know not too close relationship with him like i don't know you that well but i was i was surprised but i i also get it for listeners i I saw wolf on the street and said you want to come on a podcast and then uh... yeah 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 yeah. I didn't, I didn't know anything about him, but he seemed he seemed kind, and he was like, "Hey, it's about anime," and I was like, "Cool," you know. I know Naruto, and then he locked me in a room and showed me this, um, but I did have fun. That's the important thing. You can't press charges if you had fun. Um, oh, we got done that note. <laughs> that was that was way darker than I was. <laughs> That's gonna get edited out. <laughs> <laughs> okay great all right that's all the baki we've got to talk i'll see you all next week bye